Welcome back. This is Two Beards in a Bible. I'm John Swaino, and this is... Dave Tenney. And we're going to look into the scriptures with you here this, this day, and we hope that you'll follow along with us. We are uh, looking at John chapter 4, and uh, we're going to start reading at uh, verse 46. Uh, Dave is going to read uh, verses 46 and following there of John chapter 4. Okay, here we go. It says, So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum, and when he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. Though a nobleman said to him, Sit, Sir, come down before my child dies. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and said, Your son lives. Then he inquired of him the hour when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour on which Jesus said to him, Your son lives. And he himself believed in his whole household. This again is a second sign that Jesus did when he came out of Judea into Galilee. All right. So uh, as, as we look at that, um, you know, what, what, uh, what was Jesus going to do? Anyways, as he was, um, I, I guess he was just going there to preach. Yeah, yeah, you know. So he left. He he was what we talked about our last episode. We talked about you know him uh, being with the Samaritan woman and staying with that city of Samaria, and he left there, and now he comes into where he was heading originally back back to where he came from. Right. You know where he changed the water into wine, mm -hmm. and. Uh, this nobleman comes up to him, and apparently his son was sick. Right. Yeah, and, and it's interesting there that, you know, he said to the people, unless you see a sign, you won't believe. You know, this, this nobleman, he, he did take Christ at his word, and he, he believed and went on his way. And then his faith was all the more built up when he got home and realized that, you know, his son truly was. Uh, you know, and, and it's interesting, you know, the confirming of the time, you know, we have that in there and, and, you know, we, we can surmise, I think rightly so that from that we can, we, we can build our own faith yeah. from that and understand that, you know, these things really did, really did happen as, as there are written in the scriptures. Maybe today, you know, if, if one of us was a nobleman would say, well, Jesus, we're not going to believe unless you hit us in the head. Right. You know, <laughs> You know, and, and how or hit us with your coat or something. You know, you think of you think of when Jesus says that it's easier uh, for a camel to go through the eye of a, the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And you think of a, this nobleman who obviously has some station in life. And you know, it, it is difficult when we get too uh, too far ahead of ourselves when our heads get a little bit too big uh, because of who we are. You know, right? And uh, when we start to think much of ourselves, then a lot of times our ability to have faith and to believe. To humble ourselves. Exactly. It becomes, you know, I think, I think if you, you think about people who um, have been successful financially, mm -hmm. especially people who start businesses, I mean, right. you've got to have a pretty big ego 
to right. do some of those things. Right. You know, and, and I think that speaks to that kind of attitude. Yeah. And, and, you know, God created man <laughs> and he created us with our different uh, uh, personality types. You know, for, to, to some degree, our personalities are developed by, by our surroundings and, and the way that we grow up and, you know, we're, what, what we're subjected to. But, uh, you know, our makeup is, is all different. You know, we, we have different reactions to different things and, and, uh, but it, it really does, uh, it takes, we, we can use that to our good. If, if, we, are, if we are one of those people that, that uh, you know, maybe would be good in business because we do have an understanding of what our abilities are. And we say, well, you know, well, I could do that. And we have that confidence. It's, that can work out to our, to, to our good if we, are, uh, if we have that under control. And if we uh, are humbled and understand, yeah. you know, just exactly you who we are. You would know that. You've ran a business for a long time. Well, well and, it, and it's interesting because I just saw something just recently, and I can't remember where I saw it, but it was a listing of people with certain ter- personality traits. And then uh, and along the lines with, like, serial killers and criminals were... <laughs> We're, we're, we're uh, preachers because <laughs> you have to have a bit of confidence, you know, and, yeah. and that can be used in a good way. It can also be used in a bad way. And yeah. it, any of these things that we, these gifts that we get from, from our creator, you know, we, our breath of life, we can use that to our good or, or, or our detriment. Even, hey, you know, one thing that, uh, I always like to point out when we're talking about this story is, you know, uh, the, the 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 ability for the the nobleman's son to be healed didn't have anything to do with that son's faith. Right. It wasn't the son's faith that made him well. All right. Yeah. You know, some people would say today, oh, you know, uh, they would claim to do a present day healing thing, right. and they'd say, oh, well, the reason you're not healed is because your faith is not strong enough. Well. This nobleman's right. son had no, I mean, that, nothing said about his faith. Right. Yeah, and, that, and that's such a, such a sad thing, you know, I, uh, when people do that. When, no, when, they, when, they, when they say it's because of your faith. You know, and, and if I've told this story before, I apologize. But um, <clears throat> in college, uh, my, one of my psychology classes was sent to study group dynamics in a large church that supposedly did healings. And they had a healing service. And after the service, people came up and, and were healed. And we're sitting there watching this, and a man came up to uh, be healed, and, and this person knocked him over, demons out, and he knocked him over. And then he got up and went off stage, and he got back in line. And I'm kind of sitting there watching, like, why did he get back in line? And, and after a while, he gets back up there and says, my foot still hurts, or whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, the the healer, uh, in, instead of... You know, doing what he says he can do, he uh, he said he said, well, it's because you don't have faith. I can't do anything if you don't believe. And then he knocked him over again, and this time the ushers carried him out the back door, so he <laughs> so he couldn't get back in line a third time. Oh, that's funny. And, and you know, and that just is stuck in my mind. And and I think back to you know, first of all, that gift of healing is uh, no man has that no. today. Uh, we talked about that in previous episodes. But, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point that, you know, it, it, it didn't depend on, on, uh, on that son. 
and his and his belief. It also didn't depend on, you know, the nobleman wanted Jesus to come and heal him, but Jesus did that remotely. Yeah. You know, he has control he, of he everything. He was the original work-from-home guy. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, he, he did it first. He did it first. And, and he, he was healed immediately. We have that evidence in there. And uh, the nobleman, you know, he went immediately and believed. Oh, yeah. You know, so, so that was... That was something that uh, we see again and again. Those that have faith, they immediately do yeah. what the Lord tells them to. They don't wait around. Well, that, I think that about wraps up John chapter 4. And I think chronologically as we're going through the New Testament, so now we're going to go into what, the book of Mark, I believe? Uh, Mark chapter 1. And John is going to read uh, 16 to 39 in Mark chapter 1. And that chronologically puts us in the next place here in the New Testament. Okay. So Mark chapter 1, starting at verse 16. And stop me if I go too far. But we'll start reading at verse 16. And he walked by the Sea of Galilee, and he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who, were, who also were in the boat, mending their nets. And immediately he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, not and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Now as soon as they had come out of the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother lay sick with a fever. And they told him about her at once. So he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her, and she served them. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go into the next town, so that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their, synag in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons." Okay. All righty. <clears throat> Let's talk about some of those things. So the first thing we talk about are uh, these uh, four fishermen that, that Jesus calls to be his disciples. You know, because really up to this point, you know, he hasn't really got his, uh, 
his uh he hasn't really called his disciples to him. Mm-hmm. So he sees uh these two sets of brothers, Simon and Andrew, and James and John. Mm-hmm. And uh, they become Jesus's first disciples here. Right. And they were all fishermen, which uh, you know, I I saw this I this uh oh. I can't even remember where I saw this, but it was a it was a thing. It was talking about what fishing was like back then, and uh, you know that was a that was a a man's job, mm-hmm. and they would usually fish <clears throat> with like two boats, and uh, when they would put the net out, like one of the guys would jump in the water to help spread that net out. So huh. there's a guy swimming there. I mean, it was it was a. Uh, a tough job and a dangerous job. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and even today, I, I mean, there are TV shows that chronicle, you know, fishermen oh, yeah. out in the ocean, and, and they're and they're they're a rough bunch. Oh, they know? are. And and uh, and definitely uh, hardworking. I worked with this fella, and uh, he spent a lot of time in Alaska, is a running a fishing boat, and uh, he said that you know he only did the the salmon season in Alaska, he says, but a lot of the guys that he worked with, they would go to like Seattle or something and they would do this crab fishing. And he said they had a thing there they called crab mentality. Huh. He says these guys were just like nuts. Huh. You know, but they would make all this money. Right. You know, during that season. But, right. Uh, you know, sometimes we think about, you know, the fishermen as he's like, oh, here's grandpa right. out there with the right. fishing pole and... Uh, uh, hardworking people, and there may be something said to that. You know, there, there's there's a few of the people that Christ chose that were fishermen, and you know they make that that, that uh, uh, analogy of making you fishers of men. But when, when we think about what we were just talking about, it's hard work. It is. It's hard work to uh, to go out there and to share the gospel of Christ. It's also interesting or worth noting that um, uh, Jesus. You know, he didn't go out to choose the the like smartest guys. Mm-hmm. You know, he Jesus didn't go and say, "Oh, I, I need to like the the leaders of the Jewish community. These these right. are the people that are going to really understand what I'm talking about." No, he, yeah, you know, and and just like today, you know, when uh, when Paul went into Athens, and I think I've got my ge- uh, geography right there. Uh, and he, he went into the center of town, what were the learned people talking about? You know, they were talking about all these different gods, yes. and they even had to the unknown god. Just in case they forgot one. Correct. And so sometimes <laughs> sometimes we can think too much. We can. We and, can spend too much time <laughs> mauling over things that don't really matter. Right. And and the, uh, uh, the other thing that struck me in, in this is, again, when, when Christ called them, did they say, well, let us finish our yeah. catch, let us finish the season? No, they got up and went immediately. Right. And it's a recurring theme that keeps it is. popping up. Yeah. Matthew, you know, he was the tax collector, but that, mm-hmm. he did the same thing. Right. He immediately left. Left, left his post. You yes. Know, in the middle of the shift or whatever. Yeah. So the next, the next section we talk about is um, about this unclean spirit. And there's a man in a synagogue you read about. And he's got this unclean spirit, and uh, he's saying through through this unclean spirit recognizes Jesus. Mm-hmm. He says, "Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? 
Did you come to destroy us? I know you are the Holy One of God. So here, here's a, a demon who has faith. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And and uh, the other thing of note there is, that, and we see this whenever Christ has come into uh, contact with uh, one of these demons or unclean spirits, he tells them to be quiet. He does. And, 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 I, and I read something, and uh, I don't remember where I read it. It might have been in the Fourfold Gospel book there that, uh, where it, it talked about, you know, when we think of maybe things of the occult today, and I never really thought about this in this, in this light, but thinking about the idea that Christ didn't allow those demon spirits to speak or to say anything. He never, he never, he never told anybody to go seek the counsel of them. Right. So um, we should be very careful rather on, on he, who we call on. Right. Rather he told them to be quiet. So, right. So close your horoscope books and, yeah. <laughs> and read the scriptures. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh. um, so, so yeah. Yeah. And it, like you said, even, even the, that unclean spirit knew that he was the Holy one of God. And, uh, and that is that. That's something to uh, right get our attention. Of course, and everybody, every his fame spread throughout because of this. Yeah. Then we find out about Peter's mother-in-law. Now, this is an interesting thing when we think about um, Catholic doctrine. And uh, I always found this curious that Catholic priests are not allowed to marry, and Catholic popes are not allowed to marry. And they claim that the popes are descended from Peter, but Peter had a mother-in-law, which must have meant he had a wife. Isn't that interesting? I find that odd. <laughs> I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe it's because my wife was raised Catholic, and we've had a lot of conversation yeah. about these sorts of things. But Yeah, connect the dots there. But, but yeah, so P Peter was married. Mm-hmm. He was married. He had a mother-in-law, and uh, it says Simon's a mother. Simon's a mother. Simon's a wife's mother. I'm going to get this out one way or another. <laughs> Lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served him. So, you know, yeah, that's just one little footnote there. Yeah. So um, now we we read about some some people that are healed. So Jesus, you know, it seems like this is like this part of his ministry. I mean, he's really doing a lot of this. He's going to places. He's talking. I would imagine about the the kingdoms at hand. You know, that seems to be like yeah. the theme of what his teaching is. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Back in, in in verse fifteen, the time was fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Yes. Repent. Yeah. Similar message that John the Baptist was mm -hmm. preaching. Right. So he, he's telling everybody, you know, what what's going to, he's looking towards the future. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and he goes and uh, uh, he heals all these people. And then he goes to pray. Mm -hmm. And does he go out and, like, uh, make a big showy deal of it? Yeah, no, he, he went into the mountain, I believe, is what it said. And, and, you know, he went for an entire, an entire day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lesson for us, you know, when we pray, right. you know, it, it's uh, it's probably a good practice to get into is find a place 
some sort of solitary place. Um, right. Typically for me, it's before my wife goes to bed. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll go upstairs first, and that's a time when I'll pray mm-hmm. because nobody's up there. Hard to find a quiet place in a house with kids. It is. Sometimes. It is. <laughs> <laughs> right. I have to hide in the closet. Right. <laughs> and, and that's, uh, there's definitely some truth in that. And it, and it seems, you know, again, when people look out into the religious world, you know, we're not even just talking about the church, but it exists in the church too. But when people look out into the religious world, you know, they, they see a bunch of people with, robes and you know fancy yeah. fancy clothing and a bunch of fancy words and they're they're making a show or they're praying. reading the prayer out right. of a book right and i i don't know how many times i've seen that and it just makes me sick yeah i'm like you know what i everybody sees how fake you are when you're doing that right i mean it's ridiculous you know prayer prayer right. is us talking to god right us yeah. talking to God, and there again, it's that it's you know we have the uh, you know the the model prayer that that we find in the scriptures, and we we uh, as human beings again, I mentioned earlier that we we like check boxes. You know, just tell me yes. what I need to do, and I'll do this, this, and this. And so when we see something like that, which is more of a template, a guide, we we tend to want to just say, okay, well, if this is what God wants of us, we're just going to do this, this, and this, but we're missing the whole point. God wants us to be those that have a relationship with him, that, that talk to him, to ask, to, to put our cares on him, and uh, to, to ask those things that, you know, are according to his will uh, that we need in our lives. And it's a, it's a much deeper process right. than, than what we see in the religious world. And people see that, and just like you said, they can see how fake yeah. it is. And then they automatically equate that with, Religion, with God. Yeah. You know, God doesn't need us to read a story to him. Right. You know, and and he, that's, know, he already knows what's in our mind, just yeah. like Christ knew what the people were thinking at these various times that we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason, you know, when, when you pray, pray from your heart. Um, I've heard it said many times, and I've said it many times, that, you know, that prayer is us talking to God. And this is God talking to us. Right. It's a two communications a two way street. And that's right. The, that's the two way two way street. So yeah, not absolutely. too tough to understand. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and so you know as we see Christ's fame, I suppose, increasing here. You know, he's making a stir. People are coming out of the woodwork, so to speak, to to come be healed by him, and to and he's generated quite a bit of curiosity yeah uh, here in galilee <clears throat> and, and and as we read on he stirred you know he's got some curiosity of the kind maybe he didn't want right or maybe he did want <laughs> right but i mean it, it stirs up some opposition too right yeah and so at some point he tells he tells his disciples that let's leave here let's leave from yeah. here and you know what was the why did he oh he he, he wants to he wants to see as many people as he can yeah he, he had a gospel to preach right he had a message he, he was sent yeah. to do the to to spread this gospel yeah his mission wasn't to come and heal people right you know the reason he healed people was to to verify that he was who he said he was mm-hmm. that was the reason for mirror you know bible miracles had a reason it was to confirm yeah. the words of the people that were 
that we're doing these things. Right. And, uh, you know, today we don't have those things. But we have God's revealed word, which they didn't have. Right. So, and we, we are in a, a, often think about it and say and mention that, you know, we're in a place where we can look back and, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We We can look at this, these accounts of what happened and we can look back and say, well, that was silly. Why did they do that? You know, and we tend to right. think highly of ourselves and think, well, I wouldn't do that. I would have never denied Christ. Right. You know, I've heard people say that in a but Bible not, study. But not so quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we do need to be careful and, and not lose not lose sight of just how fortunate we are to have the scriptures and, you know, and use them. Yes. Yep. That'll about wrap us up. I think so. Thing, yeah. yeah. I... I uh, yeah, I think that's it. Well, that having having said that, uh, let's. Uh, we'd like to invite you, of course, to study more with us. Uh, we, you know, our purpose here is that to open up the scriptures, and you know, we're learning as we go along the way too. I mean, it's certainly uh, been said many times that no one learns more than than the teacher, and and so as we as we present these these lessons, we're going through and learning as well. Uh, we'd love to learn with you. We'd love to share the gospel of Christ with you. As, as Christ mentioned here, he had a gospel to preach, and uh, he wanted to get that out into his, to as many people as possible. Yeah. And we have this uh, medium of the Internet, uh, and we're hoping to further that and reach as many people as possible. We would love to study with you. Contact us, uh, and we would uh, love to be helpful any way we can in that regard. So without further ado, we'll, we'll turn you loose and uh, we thank you for joining in with us here today and we'll see you next time, Lord willing.